Amongst Jane Pritchard's childhood memories was a book. It had belonged to her grandmother and been entitled Everything a Lady Should Know. Everyone can recall seminal reading of long ago, and the venerable handbook had fascinated young Jane. Embellished with pictures of a smirking lady writing little notes or embarking on a visit in hat and gloves, it advised the reader on the correct response to every conceivable situation in which the unsuspecting female might find herself. Armed with rules as rigid as the corsets worn by the illustrated examples, the lady could sally forth, fearing no man and no social pitfall, to knock em dead with her grasp of etiquette. Ah, yes, dead. Unfortunately, as far as Jane could recall at the present moment, the wonderful book hadn't offered any handy hints on dealing with a murderer. Surely an oversight. Allowing herself a moment's daydreaming, Jane mentally composed a letter of inquiry. Dear Editor, I have recently made the acquaintance of a gentleman of homicidal tendencies. Please advise. Catching herself out in this lapse of concentration, she wriggled on her chair and smiled nervously at the young man sitting opposite her in her tiny living room. He was rather younger than she was, by about eight years, she judged. She was thirty-seven. He was pleasant in appearance except for a sharp look about the eyes, and wore a neat sport jacket and well-pressed slacks. She was momentarily inspired to wish she wasn't wearing cut-off jeans and a washed-out sweatshirt. A lady who has taken trouble with her toilette will always be at her ease. Shall I make us some more tea? Jane asked, seizing a chance to get out of the room for five minutes and pull herself together. It was a stressful situation, and she ought to be keeping her mind on matters, not indulging in eccentric fancies. Thanks very much, he said, picking up the pottery mug she'd handed him earlier. Need a hand? No, thanks, she replied rather too forcefully, and bolted into the kitchen to switch on the kettle. Tea is taken between four and five o'clock. A selection of plain and fancy cake should be offered. Napkins are essential. Jane opened a tin and stared in dismay at the one crushed cracker lying forlornly in the bottom. She dunked the tea bag in boiled water and hurried back to her visitor. Sorry, no cake or anything, she apologised. Never eat it, he said. He sipped from the mug which had been hand-decorated by Jane with comical cats and glanced out of the French windows leading to the back lawn. Nice little garden you've got here. I'm a bit of a gardener myself. He was prompting her nicely. She took the hint. I bought this cottage just about a year ago, after my divorce. I'd been living in London. But you see, most of our friends, my ex-husbands and mine, had been joint friends and... Well, I wanted to get right away and start over with no ties. I'm a writer. All I need really is my computer and a stack of paper. She had a horrible feeling she'd told him this before. Like a child who has rehearsed a piece for a school concert, once interrupted she could only resume by going back to the beginning and starting again. I know the cottage is isolated, but I didn't, well, I don't, mind that. 
I also realised there was a house next door, behind all those trees, but I didn't give a thought to who might live there. I think I imagined at first it was empty. There was no sign of life. She stopped, wondering if that had been a simple turn of phrase or a Freudian slip. I mean, she went on firmly, I hadn't seen anyone going in or out. So it was a real surprise when Mr Warren put in an appearance about a week after I moved in.